Welcome back to The Athletic Approach and for today's episode we're going to be talking about identity and identity is such a big thing for athletes to be aware of and it has its pros and cons with this concept Um, and essentially it's about who you are, who you believe to be and how strongly you identify with your sport. So your athletic identity is how strongly you identify with your sport. And it can have quite a few negative connotations, but I think as long as you're aware of it, you know how to manage it early in your your sport and career. So, for example, there's going to be a day when you're going to retire. Like, there's no doubt about that. There's going to be a day that you're going to be injured. And in those moments you're not going to have the ability to play your sport. And it's like, what do you do? And you question your existence, you question literally your identity and who you are as a person. And that's something to be sort of aware of from the get-go. Right. And speaking from my position here in America, like sports dominate our country. It's, It's everywhere and good, bad, ugly. I mean, I'm obviously a fan of that. But like you're saying, it does create those drawbacks with athletic identity. A lot of us start playing sports at, you know, three, four, five years old and play those sports for, you know, some people through high school and further through college into the professional ranks. So you're doing this thing that just encompasses your life. You're practice for three hours a day. You're traveling on the weekends to go to tournaments, whatever it is for decades and then like you're saying one day it's over yeah whether it was your choice to retire your eligibility ran out you got injured there's a million different things that can cause a career to end but when that time comes if if everything and the only thing you have is that athletic identity that jersey number that position you played then you're you're in for a rude awakening when you can't go to practice this afternoon Mm -hmm. because there is no practice or you don't have a game to look forward to. Now you've got to, you've got to look in and figure out who was under that Jersey number. Mm -hmm. Who are you? What what are those passions that you have that weren't playing sports? What's the next step for you to kind of cultivate this new identity? And this is kind of what we're talking now, the like reactive approach to it of dealing with it after the fact. But ideally, what we want to do is, yes, have a strong athletic identity, but have something outside of that. Mm-hmm. While you're playing sports, be something more than the athlete. Yeah. You know, maybe you're also a very talented musician or you're passionate about becoming a doctor. And so you're really into the medical field and the sciences and stuff like that in school. Having other, like, not necessarily hobbies, but other interests and passions that fuel you help build that, like, well-rounded identity so when one piece gets taken away, the rest of it doesn't crumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to add to that as well is qualifications, um, as you said. So kind of even, like, from a younger age, making sure that you get, you know, your well, from a UK standpoint, your GCSEs, your A-levels, your VTECs. Um, and then if you know if you want to go to university again if there's something that you are interested in go ahead and get those qualifications because 
it's gonna it's gonna be there like it's something that you can refer back to and sometimes some athletes do already have that sort of as a backup plan and being able to have that in place gives you that security going forward into the the inevitable because like I said it's not if you get injured or if you retire it's when that happens Right. right and if you're not prepared for it then as you said it's going to be so difficult to then manage a whole different lifestyle because you're not going to have a structured way of living training you know even things right down to what you're told to eat and what nutrition you need in your body all of that kind of stuff that changes and you then have to be independent and I think that's like I think the hardest thing is kind of realizing that you're kind of on your own now and you need to then kind of look after yourself you need to make your own choices in your own that's when you know you've got to be autonomous essentially and I and that's something that you know the coach can help with throughout this process is giving the athletes choices because then they can feel confident in themselves to be able to do that outside of sport whilst they're a player but then also when they go into retirement and I think a lot of kind of uh, sort of academies clubs and stuff they do have sort of lifestyle practitioners or even sports psychologists that can help with this and it is building these life skills because then you again you need to be able to then be able to do certain things whether that's you know from a dance perspective is like understanding how taxes work because yeah. you you know you're gonna be in sort of self-employment if you know you're gonna do a lot of contract work and you've got to understand kind of the ins and outs of that because no one's going to do it for you and even though that's to help your dance career but even beyond that if you're going to start your own business if that's what's you know if that's something that you want to do at least you can take the skills that you learn from your sport and then you can use it in a different aspect and a different domain of life yeah yeah in sports we we obviously build our athletic identity as we're playing you kind of become a position or a certain sport or like i said a number or a stat which good and bad, but at the same time, we also develop our identity holistically. We want to, we want to build that identity, I should say, where we're learning other things that are going to help us through sports and post sports. Um, and like you were saying, coaches can really help with that. One thing that I've seen that's very beneficial is coaches taking interest and encouraging their athletes to do things other than that sport. Like I've talked with coaches who an athlete is maybe also in the school play and the coach will go to the school play and watch their star player sing and dance on stage because it's a passion of that other athlete. It's part of that athlete's identity outside of the sport or encouraging and cheering on your your athletes when they're in a different season. It happens a lot in high school level sports here where, you know, the, the high school football player also plays basketball. So during the winter, the the football coach is there in the stands cheering on his football players because they have something other than just football. Mm -hmm. And then other than just sports in general, we start to build these identities. And the stronger and stronger we can formulate these, the better we're able to handle, especially bad times and adversity in sports. What what happens a lot of times if we've got like a, a weak identity or we don't know who we are, or we're struggling with that and we have a bad performance, it just tanks whatever identity we have. 
that we let that the results of that game or the results of our performance take a massive hit toward our identity and all of a sudden we start to question everything like well am i just a bad player am i a bad person what am i even doing and we get back to that that conversation of like these existential crises just because we had a bad game and it's crazy to think that that could happen but if we don't have a strong identity in place and we're not doing things to foster that identity then yeah when bad stuff happens it gets really bad really quick if we don't have a strong sense of identity to fall back on and trust to get us through it i can i love that that was a very good reference to high school musical because <laughs> i literally really troy bolton like honestly totally <laughs> incidental but oh my goodness yes and like that is i mean depending on the generation that's listening to this but like if you know if you're a high school musical lover like that is literally the perfect example of identity is troy bolton and like you know, like and like obviously his dad had like a very strong athletic identity as well because he was a player and now he's a coach and then he wants his son to then become like the next big thing. And and it's finding that balance, okay, well you can still be in the play, but you can still also be a basketball player. And uh, you know, literally in the film like Troy Bolton does talk a lot about like how okay, what if it's not just basketball that I want to do? And like and that is just literally so important because yeah I mean and you then realize that there's almost like similarities in what you end up finding that you like to do and for example for this it's performance for this example and that is something like whether that's within sport or within a play it's still performance and if you kind of like to be like sort of the center of attention then you can find other domains within sort of what you like to do and it doesn't mean there's only one way that you can pursue a certain skill or a certain interest that you want to do. Like it is so flexible. Um, and yeah, it's just, yeah. Like, again, like if you, I mean, if you still want to, you know, do the sport that you want to perhaps get some coaching qualifications. And if you want them want yeah. to, to then progress to be a coach, or if you wanted to do sort of sports science, do you, again yeah. get those qualifications and do that early or you know I mean it's not even too late either but it's kind of figuring that out as you go along so then you're not coming right. to the end of retirement and you're thinking like what am I literally what am I going to do so yeah. it's just important to have that fostered as you are training as an athlete and to again and a lot of it comes with reflection and reflecting on yourself who you are um and I mean generally careers are so hard to try and achieve anyway like regardless if you're a sports person or not um and it's just you know you tend to just get kind of advised to try different things and that's the only way that you'll know if you're good at it or if you like it or not and you know yeah you've just got to try it before you think no yeah, exactly. Those, like you were saying, those similarities like form themselves in our identity. And I've seen it a lot where those those athletes that are all athlete all the time and that's it. And then all of a sudden it's over and they're trying to find what's next. I've seen a lot of them kind of like congregate toward the same type of things. Yeah. We see a lot of former athletes going to coaching, obviously. Yeah. That's kind of a given. But also like the personal training field. 
I've seen a lot of people end up in fitness, which again, pretty obvious, like you're still being athletic. You're going to the gym for an hour or two a day, just like you did at practice. You're paying attention to your diet, just like you did in sports. And the other thing that I've found funny, and I don't have like the research to prove that this (laughs) is a thing, but I've seen it a lot. And I've seen a lot of former highly competitive athletes go into like sales fields Mm. that are like commission based because that's just competition. Yeah. If I can go out and I can sell more cars or I can sell more cable plans, Mm. cell phone plans, whatever it is, I get a direct result in, in this case, more pay where in sports, if I put in the work and I do everything I can, it shows on the field Mm -hmm. here, it shows in our checkbooks, but it's funny to see those like similarities that show up in people's identities, lead them in things post-sport. Yeah, completely. And like, I mean, an example for me is that I actually, I don't know, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't think I enjoy performing as much as I think I do. Like, sometimes I don't like kind of having the spotlight on me. I kind of don't like kind of, I don't know, I just sometimes I get off stage and sometimes I'm literally like having a panic attack like because I know that people have just like been staring at me but then I love teaching dance and I love kind of just hyping people up I love kind of getting people to fall in love with dance and just enjoying it and like I kind of prefer sort of being I guess behind the scenes and being more of a kind of a people person I guess like talking to people and then then Again, that makes sense with the fact that I then did a psychology degree because that's all about people. And then I kind of then merged kind of dance and psychology together. And then it kind of, you know, it made sense to then do sports psychology. Because even in other aspects where I've done some mentoring with secondary school students and that I loved because, again, I wasn't kind of like, like, like center of attention, but I was able to kind of guide someone. I was able to kind of almost be an inspiration. You know, this is what you can do after school. This is what, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, and again, these skills are so similar because it it's teaching, it's communication, it's, um, I guess, elements of performance or sort of presentation, things like that. And then again, it all, it all overlaps. And once you kind of figure out like, like if you uncover what it is about the sport that you actually like, you can then kind of figure out the different domains that you can also apply this to. Yeah. Yeah. Identity is one of those that we've talked a lot about things being adaptable, being fluid, changing and moving. Identity is a prime example. Like here you are talking about still figuring it out. And I'm in the same boat. Like I spent 20 years of my life being baseball player, that's it, cut and dry, we're done. And then I was that person, I was done, done playing, and wow, was that like a punch in the teeth, like real wake-up call. And here I am years later still formulating it. My identity, I don't think will ever be set in stone, Mm. and I don't think anyone's is. It's something where we find passions, and that becomes part of who we are. And the better we understand that idea that they can move and change and having an identity is a really good thing to have. But like we talked a lot earlier, it has its drawbacks. Mm -hmm. There's things to like be weary of and not be too much in one bucket. 
and have all of our eggs in one basket, the better we can kind of spread that out and be like a whole well-rounded individual, the better off we're going to be. Because eventually one part of our identity is going to be taken away, Mm -hmm. whether it's sports or you lose your job or you, you switch courses and you start a family that changes your identity, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. If we're all in on one thing and that one thing changes or it is taken away from us, that's when the bad stuff happens. So as we're, as we're growing and playing sports and developing these identities for ourselves, the more like well-rounded of a person we can be, the better chance we have to just move and change with the like waves of life. Yeah. And it's like, and I know we've talked a lot about sort of like the drawbacks, but there are positives to having a strong athletic identity. Obviously it's not ideal when you're looking at the bigger picture, but as an athlete, if you identify with your sport so much, all the things that we've talked about so far in this podcast in terms of confidence, motivation, drive, passion, everything will then benefit in like the long run because yeah. you, you feel like you've got that purpose. You've got that drive to then, okay, I want to achieve these goals as an athlete. And because you're so strongly like sort of like identified with the sport, like nothing can get in the way. Then you can get over these adversities. You've got that resilience to keep going because you know that's what you want. That's what you know that you are sort of set out to achieve or kind of what you were born to do kind of thing. But then again, because sport is so unpredictable, things don't always go our way. And then that's when it's the downfall, like off that, yeah. because you could, again, like you can put everything into it, but then it's not, it, it doesn't mean it will always be kind of what, yeah, what, you know, what you wanted to set out to achieve, but those benefits. Right. You know, there's, like, there's a ton of them. Like, yeah. like you're saying, it's, it's one of those weird things where there's a, there's a perfect balance that we want to find yeah. with athletic identity, because we talked a lot about the drawbacks of having way too much and then it's gone. And then you touched on the positives of it, where it helps our motivation. It helps mm-hmm. our confidence. Everything feeds into each other. So the, the more strongly identified we are with that sport, we're going to see a lot of the positives but then you can't go overboard and you can't be under, you can't have no identity (laughs) because then you're nobody. It's this weird, like there is truly like a perfect middle ground somewhere and everybody's falls within this spectrum, but we've got to figure out for ourselves where that perfect middle ground is. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's, and again, it doesn't come without sort of life experience and it doesn't come without, again just figuring out what it is or who it is that you are and um, you know things in life can happen unexpected things can happen and you know again like kind of given the example of starting a family suddenly like you know if you you've just got married now you're kind of a husband or a wife or whatever then you you know if you have got a child then suddenly you're a mother or you're a father and it's like this kind of thing where you're then dealing with different responsibilities and sometimes when certain things overlap with other identities if one thing isn't working sometimes you then kind of fall back on this other identity of yourself and it's this it's so literally it's so complex like it's 
like <laughs> it can go further than a 20 minute conversation Jeremy like it's, yeah. it's so complex and it's so vast that there's so much that goes into it but if you learn kind of from the get-go and you learn at from sort of like a younger age it makes the rest of like kind of the processes easier and sometimes it's usually not really introduced until injury happens and that's kind of the most common way that athletes will think that then think okay who the hell am I like who am I like I'm just you know I, I can't play what can I do with my time who I am like what is it that I like um but again even during the can injury process that you know you can almost if on the other side like the benefits is that you know you're willing to do everything the physio says you're willing to do what the nutritionist says the psych says like everything to then get back to um the form that you're you, you know that you were at before injury um yeah so yeah again and then yeah and then it's this balance yeah the you nailed it earlier identity is not a 20 minute conversation <laughs> <laughs> like we could be here for years talking about this concept but we don't have that kind of time today <laughs> so it's one of those things identity it's within all of us it's a process to learn it to figure it out and to be willing to let it change and evolve and adapt over time but finding that identity finding that athletic identity for yourself can help you out so much throughout your sporting career